This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want as we launch into another week of fun here on the radio, 800-259-9231, and on the Internet as well at freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian, Michelle, and Mark. And you are invited to join us again uh, on the phones, 800-259-9231, wherein you can bring up whatever you want. That is the point of this program. Or, of course, online, freetalklive.com. The main feature of our website, actually created by listeners like you, all of the content there, is thanks to uh, you for going and submitting it to the site, and then others like you and you voting on the different stuff that you like or the stuff you dislike. Uh, So you can go and do that. Over at freetalklive.com. Of course, this past weekend, Daylight Savings Time, uh, did it hit now? Are we in Daylight Savings Time or were we in Daylight Savings Time? How is it you don't know this? I don't know. All I know is you fall back and you spring forward. That's, That's all I know. That's all I know, too. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't, have to, uh, you don't have to know, but I, I, I'm wondering how you're functioning now for a day going on two days now uh, without having checked I want to know where the daylight is that they are saving. It's 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 in the it's in the morning when we're all sleeping. <laughs> I, this is the this, this makes no sense. The, the the whole clock design really was for farmers in the first place. It doesn't make any sense during at the all. depression. Um, it came along then. Uh, it it was prior to that for World War One, and then um, it it it. I think the the United States government reinstituted it in World War Two, but it's basically a state function to enable. Electricity to be saved. That's or the something? idea, but I, I mean, I what saves electricity? Hawaii does not participate in that, and neither does part or all of Arizona, right? Yeah, well, I believe the Navajo Nation does, but Arizona itself doesn't. And mm-hmm. Indiana used to not participate, right. and now to? most of Indiana does, but the northern, I think the northwestern corner still is off or something like something that. Something like that, or maybe there's Central Time up there. There's some, there are some oddball places, but. Uh, they're odd. They're well, the ones that are odd. Well, it seems that way, right? Because they're, they're the, the odd man out. But. Well, this, is, this just kind of goes to show how uh, difficult it is not to participate in a government program. If I decided I wanted to opt out of daylight savings time, I suppose I could do it. I could go and s- tell my phone, stop, stop taking the time that the, uh, the, the cell tower is giving I you. I don't think you could tell that. You could you tell your phone that? I, I can't I, tell my phone that. I think maybe I could. I'm not 100% sure. But even if I set all the clocks in my house and then just you know mentally did the thing with my phone, I said, I'm... Not switching. I'm not switching. Like the whole world would be going around and it would be an hour before, or an mm-hmm. hour after, or whatever it is. And, and but you'd be, be on time for half the year, but not the right, other half. It'd just be very confusing. Uh, but the whole world bizarre. doesn't participate in this, though. No, it doesn't. Right. Which but makes I only do business confusing. in uh, New England, basically, or, uh. you know, with people across the United States. Uh, it would be very difficult to set appointments. Look, I'm, well, no, I'm in, I, I'm actually in Eastern time zone, but just call me Central because I'm not. You participating in daylight savings time, so then you have to explain why you're nuts, right? And, and you yeah. like it confuses the crap out of people. It's just I remember uh, I know what it's like trying to make that's Indiana. Let's see which time zone, what time is it over there? I don't know. Well, now if one let's say a state government decided to go and remove itself from daylight savings time, yes, then maybe that would be something. I mean, sure they would be looked at as weird initially, but maybe that would help spur other states into. Joining the, you know, joining in, and, and also, well, you think you're going to get India to come back? Indiana to come back? Yeah. I mean, they've they've just recently switched over. I I think that the daylight savings time is largely lost. I hate it. 
It yeah, annoys me. It is really dumb. I mean, the whole country just is in an uproar for a period of days, twice a year. There's no reason for it. It, it just confuses people, but somehow or another, it just keeps plugging along. The interesting thing is I would want it to be, let's see, I would want it to stay as, as it is and not spring forward. Because think about the uh, the daylight right now. It's going to be dark at 3.30 in the afternoon soon, 4 o'clock. Right. Well, actually, I don't know that I could handle it. You don't want it to fall back two. is really the issue because we had another <laughs> so hour in the evening. Right. And that's the <laughs> other thing it does is it confuses people. We had another longer hour nap in the time. evening. <laughs> Indeed. Now it's starting. It, it'll get at the darkest time, December the 21st. It'll be dark at three, four o'clock, three thirty in the afternoon. Now that's only for us here in New Hampshire. If you live further south, that's not true. There are people that live farther north. That's true. And they still participate in this stuff. I mean, what in the world do I want it to be uh, to light at six o'clock? in the morning for when it's dark at 3.30 in the afternoon. Who Can you imagine the Inuits? It's only light two hours of the day. <laughs> and then they can't sleep uh, and then they can't sleep the rest of the uh, you know the, when, it, when it's all light all the time. Who did come up with this, Mark? Don't you have a history of uh, daylight savings right time to tell us? So, <laughs> daylight savings time, a source of confusion and misery for many, will strike again this weekend. The idea, of, of course this is from last week, the idea of resetting clocks forward an hour in the spring and back an hour in the fall was first suggested by Benjamin Franklin in his essay, An Economical Project for the Diminishing of the Cost of Light, which was published in the Journal de Paris in uh, April 1784. Franklin's suggestion was largely overlooked until it was brought up again in 1907 by the Englishman William Willett, who penned a pamphlet called The Waste of Daylight. Although the British House of Commons rejected Willett's proposal to advance the clock one hour in the spring and back in the autumn in 1908, British summertime was introduced to the Parliament in 1916. Took him eight years to get this done. Many of the countries changed their clocks when adjusting to summertime, but the United States only began doing so towards the end of World War I in an attempt to conserve energy. The House of Representatives voted uh, to, who cares, to pass the law to save daylight with the official first daylight savings time taking place on March the 15th, 1918. This was initially met with much resistance, according to Michael Downing, the author of the book Spring Forward, the Annual Madness of Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> When the Congress poked its finger into the face of every clock in the, in the country, millions of Americans winced, Downing wrote, united by a determination to beat back the big hand of government. Mm. <laughs> Daylight savings time opponents raised holy hell, vowing to return the nation to real time, normal time, farm time, sun time, and the time they like to think of as God's time. Looks like they failed. <laughs> Despite the public outcry, government officials enforced the time change until 1919, it's only a year later, and allowed the state and local governments to decide whether to continue to participate. It was reinstituted during World War II, but again after the war, was de the decision fell back to the states. In fact, even when Congress officially made the time change a law under the Uniform Time Act of 1966, it only stated that if the public decided to observe daylight savings time, it must do so uniformly. Hawaii and Arizona, with the exception of the Navajo Reservation, still chooses not to partake in the convention, as do some U.S. territories, including American Samoa, Guam, Puerto Rico, hmm. and the Virgin Islands. Puerto Rico, they got plenty of sunlight. What do they care? Original, originally, the clocks were sprung forward on the last Sunday. Who cares uh, when it was done? But this is uh, basically the, the history of it. You know, it, it, It's done by your state. It's not a federal government thing. These politicians believe that they control time. Mm -hmm. And you know, you really got to wonder if a little place like New Hampshire or Vermont or some state like this, it could really, it's one thing if it's Arizona, 
a much larger geographic area, but a small geographic area, people where I live, live and work in the tri-state area. They're in Massachusetts, they're in Vermont, they're mm-hmm. all over. Oh, it's annoying. It's really just, from my perspective as uh, the, you know, the programmer of LRN.FM, my little uh, internet network, we just brought on Free Oz Radio on Friday nights. It's an hour-long show coming from Queensland, Australia. And they don't do this dumb stuff. No. Well, actually, that's not true. They do have a, a, a oh, daylight savings times there, but some of the some of the parts of Australia do and some don't. So just mm. like here, there's some that do and don't. And I think it's their part of Australia that does not uh, participate. If I'm recalling my conversation with him correctly, because I asked him, well, what time are we going to be on or what time are you going to be on uh, when it's when it's 10 o'clock Eastern time here? What time is it going to be there? And he said, well, it's going to be noon to one until the seventh and then it'll be one to two. And so. Like he actually has to change the time at which when 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 the year changes or when that that time of year goes by, he actually has to adjust the time of day at which he does his show in order to be on at the same time here on the East Coast. And that's got to be really annoying for, uh, you know, for like a radio program director in Arizona that wants to take free talk live because half of the year we're on from four to seven and then the other half of the year we're on an hour different that's got to be annoying you know to have to go in there and and basically make changes to all of your programming uh logs every every six months it's it's really throws everything there's uh, this neat little thing called universal time and i don't see why everyone shouldn't be on that Universal Time Plus 7 or whatever, right? Yeah, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. So, you want to move to New Hampshire for liberty? nhmove.info has articles, links, and activism alerts to help you decide exactly where and how to make your move. Even job listings. Browse the inventory of Liberty blogs, sites, and media, or promote your own efforts, all free, at nhmove.info. If you're moving to New Hampshire, you better go now and bookmark nhmove.info. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, don't forget, the features include listening options, so you can tune in via our broadband stream or dial-up stream. We also have listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance, plus our webcam, as well as our satellite channel and more. You can go and get the details and get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. As uh, we continue here, Free Talk Live brought to you by SACL CAI. Mark, what is SACL CAI? It's a collections company. They do early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. If you have a company and, you know, you're not really enjoying doing the accounts receivable end of it, SACL CAI can take care of it for you. They're the uh, top banner on the right-hand side of the page. Jason Osborne, the principal over there, is a big supporter of Free Talk Live. All right, 800-259-9231. We started out by uh, discussing the daylight savings time changes that went in over into effect uh, over this uh, this weekend. And uh, folks, uh, if you haven't set your clocks back by now, it's a good time to do so. Um, 
And so let's go to the phones and to the fun and go all the way over to Australia. As I mentioned, uh, Free Oz Radio started recently on LRN.FM, and uh, there's some, some weird time things that have to go on there because, uh, Jeremy, where you are in Queensland, uh, you don't observe daylight savings time. Is that right? Yeah, it's the only state in Australia that doesn't have daylight saving time, and I absolutely hate not ha- having daylight savings time. You hate not having it? <laughs> because? Yeah, because... Um, in, we live about as close to the equator, uh, our state is about as close to the equator as Florida, I think. And so, especially with a two-year-old son, um, without having the clocks go forward in summer, it ends up getting light at about 5.30 in the morning. Five, even I think the sun comes up to like 4.30 or 5. And, of course, so children all adjust to that, whereas the rest of us aren't changing our clocks. But actually, we did do, I don't know if you could really call it civil disobedience because it's not against the law, but my wife and I just changed our clocks last year, even though nobody else did. <laughs> How confusing <laughs> was that for you? Everybody, my, my, <laughs> my friends all thought we were so weird, but um, <laughs> it wasn't confusing at all. What it meant uh, was that actually I got to be an hour late to work, and they thought I was on time. Yeah, I see, I see where you're coming from. There. Real advantage. Because when, yeah, when, when I, I was meant to be there at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, um, but on my clock it said 10 o'clock when I got there. So you're saying it's, it's good, daylight savings time is good because kids don't wake up as early? Actually, uh, yeah, it is because of the, well, the, the, the clock on the wall says an hour later when they wake up. They, of course, wake up at exactly the same time. Hmm. But for, for us, it just reminded us to go to bed a little bit earlier because he was going to wake up earlier. Jeremy, but, could, um, could I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. What about, yeah. and if I use the wrong word, I apologize, but what about the Aborigines? Is there a, um, you said Queensland is the only area of Australia that, that, that does mm. not change its clock. What about the uh, the native areas? And Do they do it? Um, uh, well, there aren't really reservations here like there are, American Indian reservations, so, um, but I have no idea. I just assume that pretty much they change the clocks just like the rest of. Maybe they uh, don't have they, clocks. A lot of a lot of a lot of Aborigines actually live a little bit more um, on the land and whatever, and don't don't bother so much with being uh, here and there at a certain time. And yeah, certain that's place. that's what I would imagine. Do they pay taxes? But I think they do. If they well. Anybody, if they work a normal job, that they'll take the taxes out. But um, I don't know. It's it's hard to say that they, while they don't have reservations or anything like that, they don't generally come into the uh, normal community that often unless they are um, doing street performances and stuff like that for tourists. Hmm. Jeremy, thanks for the call and the thoughts tonight. But, um, you can, oh, go ahead. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> go on. Oh, I was just going to say that actually, um, I prefer the uh, the time when you change the clock. When you do change the clocks ahead for summer, which is what's called daylight saving time, actually, we don't need to change the clocks twice a year. If we just bump the clocks to the normal summertime um, and just keep that all year round, that would be perfect for me. Thank you very much. Thanks, yeah, Jeremy. I think, you're, I think you're right. I think that it's um, actually it's daylight time during the summer. So we're currently on... It's daylight savings time during the summer? I think that it may be. I think he may be right. Is, okay. it, is that correct, Hell Jeremy? Hell if I know. Oh, uh, he's gone. I, I, Oh, I'll have to I'll have to check this out during the break now that I, now that it's been uh, stepped upon. But I think that it's actually now Eastern Standard Time where we are. Uh, but 
it moves into Eastern Daylight, daylight time, time during in the, the spring. Spring, um, if okay. I'm uh, not mistaken, but uh, you know, hmm. couldn't tell you for sure. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Actually, according to uh, I think this is the, the the article you had, Mark. Uh, I got it from freetalklive.com, visibly.com, I believe is the website. According to them, DST begins in April. So you're correct. Yeah. So daylight daylight savings time begins in the the spring. So they're trying to take the hour extra daylight that they have in the morning and then tack it onto the end of the day. And I suppose that makes a certain amount of sense. But you know, it's it's so it's so awful what it does the standard time um, you know to to life here uh, in the in the winter. All right. So you can bring up whatever's on your mind here tonight. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Michelle, you had a property rights issue that you've been talking about during the break. And I think it's something worth uh, worth bringing up on the air, if you don't mind. Yes, I uh, had this delightful conversation with some some local uh, cafe owners in um, in New Hampshire who are uh, who actually were unaware of the Free State Project and as I like to do, we started chatting and, and, um, half an hour or so into it, one of the gals said, Oh, I have a property rights question for you. And then she recounted how her neighbor or a friend of hers, actually, I'm sorry, has a neighbor with lots of animals, Mm -hmm. chickens, rabbits, whatever. I'm not quite sure. Maybe horses even. And we're talking about a a part of New Hampshire that is not urban, right? This is a a, a farmland area. Farmland area. Right. And um, in any case, although, you know, it's everywhere is pretty rural here. Mostly. And um, in any case, the, the neighbor, uh, the smell of their animals wafts into the, the, uh, the house of this person that was complaining. And um, it's been going on for some time. And this, this gal was asking me about it. She said, what do you think my friend should do? I said, well, first of all, has your friend confronted the neighbor or, you know, gone over and, and asked quite Possibly the neighbor doesn't even know if the wind blows in the opposite direction of, of, you know, their own kitchen or whatever, then they wouldn't have the smells in their house. And um, she said, no, he hasn't. Well, you know, I, this is one thing that I don't know if this is a, a, a new or common thing, but it is it seems to me that people are just scared to talk to their neighbors about issues that they're having. They'd mm-hmm. rather just call somebody who will go and talk to them. Um, and, and they have I reject that. Categorically, what that 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 people what 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 part do you reject? I reject the idea that people are that they don't do it because they're scared. They don't do it because they're gutless and they can depend upon the government, well, like this woman who gu- said. What's the difference between gutless and scared? Oh, I think scared. I think it, you can go on a roller coaster and be fearful because you're you know adrenaline's going, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're gutless. You're on the roller coaster, Okay, right? well, gutless, I suppose, is uh, what, you, what I was trying to say. Um, uh, you know, that they really should take these these issues into their own hands. But let's talk about, but, yeah. let's, let's uh, you know, extrapolate on the, the possibilities here. What happens if you do go talk to the neighbor who says, screw you, get off my land? Yeah, let's talk about neighborly relations. And, of course, uh, if you've got a story that you'd like to tie into this discussion, you're welcome to do so at 800-259-9231, or you can bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Pure Life Water, helping you drink better and live better by providing a zero-calorie alternative to sugary drinks. Visit us at nestle-purelife.us. When kids are playing, they often don't want to stop to keep hydrated. So send them out with a bottle of water and encourage them to take frequent drink breaks or call them inside for a quick sip. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. 
is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including our Shrine of Female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of this program. You can go to shrine.freetalklive.com to see that. And if you're a lady listener, you can get involved. The details are there on how to do so. Shrine.freetalklive.com. When it comes to potential police abuse, the most important place to protect yourself is while driving. Freedomcam.net has a groundbreaking new product that gives you the best all-around protection, the GPS Black Box Dash Cam. This easy-to-use unit uh, has video cameras recording all around and inside your vehicle. It also has a built-in microphone and GPS navigation, which records your driving route and speed. It's for traffic stops and all other driving incidents. Protect yourself with the ultimate witness at freedomcam.net you know you could use this for uh, if if you need testimony you need to have some kind of recorded evidence if you get into an accident and that kind of things too i think this thing pays for itself relatively quickly freedomcam.net all right so talking about property rights uh and how to deal with neighbors who might be doing something that is less than desirable to you and Michelle, you are specifically referring to a situation in which you've had a discussion with somebody who has a neighbor or have a friend who has a neighbor. Uh, a friend. That right. uh, has a really stinky uh, yard because they've got a bunch of farm animals there. Correct. And the neighbor is upset about this. They're Understandably. Right. And they're considering, well... Is it understandable? I don't know, Mark, because this how the re, you live in a place where it's a pretty much a farmland uh, location, more rural. And yeah. I've been out there before, and as you drive down the road, you get that huge whiff of cow stink because there are dairy farms in the nearby vicinity. And I've got to say, I like it. Um, I've I grew up <laughs> in a country. I grew up in a country area. Um, to me, the the smell of it a dairy. Like home, huh? Yeah, it absolutely does. I find it comforting. I, I you know I take a big one full of the country air. I am happy with the smell of a dairy. I yeah, really am. I like the idea of living out in the woods, but if I have to smell that, I that's a deal breaker. I for would me. be in. Uh, I, I, so many people are, and we that we from the country say good. Right, it keeps people out, right? <laughs> so I, I, it's hard for me to feel bad for these folks because, hey, you moved out into the woods. There are farms out there. And now you're there. bringing your little uh, your your city sensibilities with you. Yeah, there there are. You, you should have known that there would be a ch- you know there's a chance you could have moved next to a farm or that you're in general farmland style area and that beasts are stinky. And if you didn't know these things when you lived in the city, well, <laughs> buyer beware. Uh, too bad. What what can you do about that? I mean, even if you do go talk to the neighbors, hey, your animals stink. Give them a bath. I mean, what can you? There's right. something. There's nothing you can do about the that smell, is there? I think that there's a um, a moral sort of level amount of animals that you can have on a given piece of you know piece of land, um, and I wouldn't know whether these people have, have crossed that. I don't even know what it, what that threshold is for what type of animals, but I I think that you can have too many less too than many. How, less than we're on the ark. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think you can have too many animals in too small of an area. Okay. Okay, well, that's a relativistic sort it of is. opinion thing. Is. So, so my concern, though, about the conversation was that the neighbor, the person who is complaining, their solution, having never gone to their neighbor and 
may, you know, asked them if they were aware that the smell was coming down or invited them over for a meal and said, that's not my cooking you're smelling. Um, <laughs> take a little lung full of that lusty dairy goodness. Their, their, their first uh, way of dealing with it is that they are going to report them anonymously to the police. That's horrible. It's that cowardly. is very upsetting to me because there's no neighborliness involved. And the fact that you would be so lazy to not confront or, you know, confront is such an aggressive word in this case. I'm talking Have a chat. You know, have a chat, exactly, with your neighbor. I agree completely. And this has happened to me uh, a few years ago. I had this man show up from this the city, uh, city thug, show up at my house and threaten me over a couch that was allegedly in my my lawn. And I didn't even know there was a couch in my lawn. I own a duplex. Uh, I know that this doesn't sound right to people, but I can tell you <laughs> that I was here. I actually, when I first moved here, Ian, I lived with you in For in about a third, month or so, yeah. Yeah, in your third bedroom. I lived here. And didn't know that that couch was there. Yeah, and that couch was there pretty much from the very moment we got here because it apparently was originally the the tenants that were in the side of the house that we moved into. And they apparently tried to give it to the other tenants who lived in the other side and they didn't want it. It's so just they just never put went it, indoors. <laughs> they just put it in the yard. And I had no idea it was there. It was a green couch kind of blended in with the lawn. And, you know, it just never really registered with I can't, me. I, I, it just sounds like such a ludicrous story, but it's true. And so this guy shows up and threatens me over it. And, you know, you need to move the couch or else. And uh, my response was no. Um, yeah, or else deal. what? Uh, well, or else they're going to hurt me. So uh, my response was, yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll move the couch. I'm more than willing to move the couch if whoever the anonymous complainant was mm-hmm. will come and talk to me like a big girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he did say it was a she. That, that mm-hmm. much I did know. Uh, if, you know t- talk to me like an adult. Talk to me like a neighbor would talk to me. Come up to my front door, knock, introduce yourself, and then tell me what the, uh, tell me what the issue is. And then I'll go ahead and uh, and remove the couch. But until then, no, I'm not going to do it. It ended up going into court. And I ended up going to jail over it. And then after that, I, I went ahead and moved the couch because I didn't want to go to jail much after that. Um, I would have turned it into a work of art and had pots around it and had an outdoor living room set up. <laughs> they we should uh, do that. <laughs> they didn't like it being upholstered was, uh, was their issue. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, so if it were bare... So and, right, if it was if it was just wood and springs, it would be okay. My point being, it totally happened to me, and uh, turns out the woman I actually found out who it was during the trial. I asked as a cross examination question to the agent that came to threaten me. I asked him who the complaining party was, and he did not want to reveal it. He looked over at the the man in the robe, and uh, and to the robe man's credit, he did make that guy answer the question and i found out who it was a city bureaucrat one of the the local city planners actually was the one that filed the complaint in the wow. first place did you write her a letter or anything i wrote her an open letter on the uh the website mm-hmm. yeah um, but uh this was after he had uh, shortly after like a week and a half or something after he had uh, called in while she was on the radio and and we'd given her a little bit of a hard time because of her grand vision for the city of Keene and how of course everybody has to follow her grand vision you mean that when it, the, it was it was a week after that when the complaint came in. That's correct. So it was essentially retaliation for could have been. Yeah, it could have been her not liking what you said on the radio. So, but I agree with you completely. I mean, all it would have taken would have been a neighborly conversation to to work toward getting something like that remedied. And even if I had been a stubborn, obstinate uh, jerk and refused to, uh, to refer, refused to move the couch, even if she'd come over and spoken to me, at least then she would have gone through that process and have not involved the government. 
when it was completely, it probably in many cases, totally unnecessary to involve the government in many of these neighbor disputes. Um, so it's really just something that people do, I think, because they're trained to. They're told when they're growing up that if you've got a problem, you go to the government. And you tell them about it because that's what they do. They solve problems. But it's not true. They don't really solve problems. They create more problems than they they solve. Well, in the instance where the couch was concerned, uh, if I were the city planner, say, and I didn't – I thought that that was an eyesore, I would probably come and offer to remove the couch and say, you know, if you're not using that, do you mind if I take that? $10 to dump it over at Peterborough Dump is all. $10. Well, now they've passed a law here in Keene that says you have to dump everything in the uh, the Keene dump, or at least if you're a company, if you're a garbage removal company, they mm. they're now forcing them to use the uh, the monopoly dump rather than letting folks go uh, go elsewhere. That's a good idea, Michelle. But then uh, then you know it's not really your responsibility to take care of people's yards. Then what if, if you I spoil was the person people? complaining? Right, right. But what if you start spoiling them? All right, well, we'll just throw our trash out in the side yard, and then Michelle will come over and offer offer us cash to. Uh, to take it away. I would love it if they'd offer me cash to take it away. <laughs> no, no. Oh, I thought you were offering them the money. You were just offering to take it away. I'm right? offering to take it away for the ten dollars to dump it or whatever it costs to dump it. You know, Meaning as a convenience. They would, t- they would give you ten dollars sure. and you take it away. Sure. I see. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can bring up what you want. Have you had any of these neighborly issues, and were you able to solve yours without going to the government? Or did going to the government perhaps make things worse? What's your story? This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there free. Uh, again, freetalklive.com. And you can also dial in 800-259-9231. Maybe you've got a neighbor story where you have had a conflict or someone you know has had a conflict with their neighbor. Has it been resolved without the use of government? Or maybe you brought the government or somebody brought the government into the situation and that actually made things worse. Um, right. And, you see, and that's, I think, that probably what people don't really get about this scenario. And I've seen it happen more than one time, is that you just want your neighbor to behave themselves. You're scared to go over there, or gutless is the term that uh, Michelle used, and and I'll give you that. And I felt the same way. I have felt the same way. I understand completely. Um, and so you choose not to go over there, and and for whatever reason you call the cops to to handle the situation, or whatever bureaucracy is supposed to handle it, just to just to give them a friendly little you know nudge in the right direction. Well, they know who called. Come on, or they're going to guess, and it's it's going to likely be the uh, you know uh, who's ever within one to two houses around them. the The first level of influence is going to be the, the the closest houses. The second level is the the next closest. In and, my case, it was a lady that was way down the street. Yes, and you didn't know who did it, but no. I'm just saying that th- those are the people that they're going to guess. It's usually mm-hmm. the adjacent neighbors that have the biggest problem, the abutters. 
So, uh, you know, they're or they're going to find out that sometimes the cops will just tell. You never know if the bureaucrats are just going to give your name. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, Mrs. Smith down the road said that you're being a real jerk mm-hmm. or whatever. You never know what they're going to what they're going to say. So when this this will happen and then they're then what they've done is they've created a, an enemy. So everybody does something wrong when it comes to the government. That's how they that's how they operate. So then the government, then those people will begin to use the government against you in retaliation. They'll start to look for ways yeah. that they can go. Oh, after you. oh, my God, their grass is too long. What, mm-hmm. what are they? They're not allowed to encroach on the sidewalk Wait, that Bush is too high. Whatever it is that they'll say, it depends on where you are. And there's always these rules that you don't know. They'll use them on you. That's horrible. And, and it's, it's what happens because it's, it's basically the cycle of abuse, the cycle of violence, where violence begets violence. And I know that people, when they think of the government, they don't always think of violence. They don't make that connection. They think, well, it's the government. We're supposed to call the police when there's, a, when there's an issue. But that's, you're just calling in men with guns. That's really all you're doing is you're calling in uh, men who have guns and are willing to use them. Agents and, of force. Yeah, agents of force and have virtually no accountability for the force that they uh, they end up using and it's the it's got to be the worst possible way to deal with uh, a neighborly issue it's lazy yes it is. i despise it it's lazy and, and abdicating that responsibility um you know and this, uh is is apathy and i think it's really the root of so many of our problems let's go to the phones and the fun see what you think larry is in michigan you're on free talk live hello larry oh hi guys and gal hey there hello. i got an interesting story for you I lived in Ohio next to uh, a gentleman. I think something must have fell on his head or something because <laughs> I first moved in. I first moved in, nice guy, all this kind of stuff. Then all of a sudden, he got weird. Out of he would start laying lead pipes along the property line, so I wouldn't be able to mow with my lawnmower and blow grass into his lawn. I was like, so I thought, okay, I, I just picked them up because they're kind of my line. And I, I threw them away. Well, he retaliated and put little tent stakes just high enough where they would hit my lawnmower tires. Unfortunately, I lost my temper because <laughs> he was out there, and we exchanged several nice, all kinds of neat little vocabulary words. Sure. And I, I thought that, I just got fed up. I said, screw it, I'm going to go in the house. I'm just going to put up a nice big fence and the heck with it. All of a sudden, here comes Mr. Government Man banging on the door, old county sheriff. He goes, uh, excuse me, uh, can I come in and talk to you? I said, I learned back in college when a police officer asks to come into your house, the answer is no. no. Step outside. So he, he, I step outside. He goes, you had an altercation with your neighbor. Da, da. I said, yeah, we argued back. We yelled back and forth. He begins to read me my rights. He goes, do you understand your rights? I said, I don't understand my rights without my lawyer standing here explaining each and every one of them to me. Hmm. He goes, what? Well, you can't do that. I said, yes, I can. Yeah. Now, if you want to hang. <laughs> should have read the rights then, you know? <laughs> yeah. I go, we could talk this out. Hey, long story short. He ended up trying to sue me being a public nuisance, and I had to do the same thing. For battle. mowing your grass? For mowing my grass and blowing the clippings on his lawn. <laughs> he couldn't come to me. He had to try and make it difficult for me to try to make my lawn presentable. But some of these folks are just whacked. Well, and, <laughs> indeed. So he put the lead pipes on your portion of the lawn in order to... Yeah, he put them on right on the property line, and okay. fortunately, they kind of rolled onto my side. I just kind of picked them up and just threw them in the garage. I figured, okay, he'll come over, ask for them back, and we'll talk it out. But now he goes and puts them the tent stakes up. When, when the whole thing finally cleared, it cost me close to about $6,000 to put up a, a vinyl fence. It just fenced in my yard on all sides, and, and now he's all upset because he can't see what's going on in my yard. 
Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> the folks are just weird. Well, yeah, the, the world's full of them, no doubt. Did you? Did, yeah. did it occur to you to handle it a little differently? Like, for example, offer to mow his yard for him? Well, I, I asked him about it once. I said, you know, would you want me to mow your lawn? Or he had a walnut tree, a blue walnuts all over the place. I said, hey, would you mind me you know, if I could pick these up? He would sneak over in the middle of the night and pick the walnuts. But the guy obviously had a mental problem. You know, he always had that one neighborhood, that one the guy in the neighborhood, and he always lives next to you. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> Thanks for the story, Larry. Anything else you want to share? I can say it's good fences and make good neighbors. In many cases, it's yeah. true. I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And this is another thing that people need to understand when they call the law to solve their problems, is you don't understand what the repercussions are going to be. You think that all that's going to happen is the lawman's going to go over there and he's going to talk real nice to this person and, and present your problem the way that you know you would like to see it presented. You just don't have to deal with it. But instead, the, the sheriff goes over and reads this man his rights. He thought that he was being arrested. No wonder it uh, the the situation escalated. And finally, what did mm. it end up in? A big vinyl fence for your view, pal. And this mm. is kind of how it goes. When you think about solving your problem with the cops, you need to step back and think again. Like, there might be a better way to handle this. Start talking to people. If you can't uh, think of it yourself, reach out to some of your friends. What would you do in this situation? And anybody that says call the cops, ignore that suggestion and and try to get a more creative uh, solution. You're always welcome to call in here and we'll run run down some options for you too. I'm not saying that there's never a time in in, you know, a life to call police. I just think that you know, you never know what it's going to be like. You never know how it's going to end up for you. The only time I've ever had occasion to call the police where I actually followed through was when I was living in Nashville and a couple of years ago someone came into my home at 2.30 in the morning, <clears throat> and um, I called the police, and I lived in downtown Nashville, surrounded on three sides by like the projects, mm-hmm. you know, within this really nice little neighborhood, and um, it took them 22 minutes to arrive, and uh, when they got there, there was only one officer. By law, it re- they have to have two to pull you over for a speeding ticket. Really? But there was one there, or maybe it's just by uh, tradition, but yes, always, and... Um, Came up, did not have his gun drawn or did not have his lights going, nothing. He came up as though he were... Just poking around. Just poking around. And um, and that was that. 20, if, 22 minutes. Yeah, took. I mean, if, uh, if whoever the intruder was wanted you to be hurt, then you would have been possibly dead 21 minutes uh, prior Correct. to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, right, when you want something done, uh, as far as defending yourself, you can't count on those guys. No. I think that they're, um, you know... <laughs> That there are times that it's the right thing to do. Which but, time? <laughs> well, I, I, I can when? tell you that most of the instances when I've dealt with the law, it has been uh, pleasant. They, you know, that it's just worked out for me. Maybe I'm lucky. I, or maybe it's common. I don't know. But I've certainly read enough stories where it's gone poorly at the same time. But if you've got a situation where your house has been burglarized, if you want your insurance to pay it off, you need a, you need a police report. You know, mm-hmm. so you got to call them. And that's what you got to do. Right. Let's continue here with your thoughts. You can bring up anything. Jeremy's in Alaska. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jeremy. Jeremy hey, in Alaska. Guys. Hey, what's on your mind? It sure is nice to hear Julia on the line again. Julia is not here. It's Michelle. Uh, Hi, Jeremy. My bad. Nice to hear you on the line, Michelle. Thank you, Jeremy. Good one, Jeremy. You just brought up the ex-girlfriend with the new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> just I thought that... It Just was, kidding. I thought it was a flame, Dame, and it was you two that were having the thing. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But what I wanted to talk about was I wanted to share with you guys uh, 
something an old Native American said about, uh, you know, uh, time saving or whatever. Here Daylight savings time. Okay, go ahead. When the old reason, when told the reason for daylight saving time, the old Indian said only the government would believe that you could cut a foot off the top of a blanket and sew it at the bottom and have a longer blanket. (laughs) Thanks, Jeremy, for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, If anybody understands what the government really is, it's certainly the Indians. 1-800-259-9231, 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. We've got more coming up here. Of course, your calls are the primary element. If you make them, hour number two is next. And this is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? <sighs> Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features we have there uh, completely free at freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. All right. So we're going to continue here with your phone calls about what you want. In fact... Uh, one of our uh, sometimes co-hosts on the program, one of our other lady co-hosts, Meg, has been apparently harassed big time at the airport. She went down south uh, this like about a week ago. She went down to Florida to meet up with the, the Liberty on Tour guys, Adam and Pete, uh, LibertyOnTour.com. Of course, we've had them on the show a number of times, and she was getting ready to come back here uh, tonight, come back to New Hampshire, when she posted a Facebook update saying she was escorted from the airport by about a dozen cops and seven TSA agents, and now she's on the phone. Uh, Meg, are you there? Yeah, hi. Hey, uh, what's what what happened tonight? Um, so I went to the uh, Fort Lauderdale airport to uh, fly out of Miami here, and uh, I was, you know, one of the random, actually the only random person chosen for the body scanner. And so instantly I was just like, no, I'm not comfortable with that at all. So the, um, you know, of course, they all start screaming at the top of their lungs, opt out, which instantly Wait. drew all the attention 
of the entire security area on mm-hmm. me. And I I'd like to point out there. real quick before anybody this goes on, because this is kind of important. So you believe that you were the only one picked for this uh, this this scanner and you're like not an unattractive female, right? Like, so if she's yeah. smoking hot, right? If there's, <laughs> if, if I was going to pick out of a plane full of people who to see naked, it might be you with the, you know, you know, maybe you'd it's be the random, top five. Mark, what are you talking about? Right. It's, it's random. It's random, but they picked the hottest chick there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, when I, you know, told them I didn't want that, they all screamed opt out. And, um, some lady came over starting to put on gloves already. And she, like grabbed my arm and started pulling me into this area and I just kind of pulled away from her and I was like, whoa, whoa, what's, you know, what's going on here? And she's like, well, if you opt out, you know, I have to give you a full pat down. And I've read about these new pat down procedures that they have, which right. is, and I've gone through them as well. And it, it's like physical full palm on every area of your body, including like on your breast, they have to squeeze and like twist them. What? It, it hurts. Like, it's getting to the point where I feel more physically molested than if some random guy actually came up and molested me. It's it's more intrusive than that. And They're so, twisting you know, on your breasts. I didn't even realize that was happening. I mean, it's horrifying. Yeah. And so they put me in this little area, which is directly after both the body scanner and the um, like regular magnetic detector. Mm-hmm. And so everybody who goes through that has to you know go around this area that I'm in. And I'm just standing there, and this lady's screaming at me about the procedures. And I was like, okay, well, can I talk to your boss? Because I obviously couldn't get anywhere with her. So So you're basically front and center in front of everybody that's coming through. They're all watching you. They have to to walk around me. In a little glass cell? To their ticket. Uh, No, it's just like a little roped-off area. Okay. It's directly after the metal detector. So anybody who walks out has to walk around that area to go get their stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there, and she brings out her manager, and the first thing she says to the manager is, this girl has all kinds of opinions on how we're doing our job wrong, and that's how she introduces the situation to this lady. So, of course, like, I try and ask her a question. I don't get 30 seconds into talking with this woman, and she runs away, and at that point, there's at least five or six TSA agents surrounding me. And she comes back with a dozen cops. Like, I sat there and counted them. There was 12 cops there. And I asked at one point if I could grab my camera. They wouldn't let me touch my stuff. They, like, at one point even took it back up to the gate of the airlines that I was flying with. So it was nowhere near me. And I'm just sitting there, like, I had taken off my jacket, my shoes, all my jewelry, everything. And I'm trying to talk to the one officer who I guess they put in charge of the situation. And any time I asked him a question that he didn't have an answer to, he would get really upset and just start yelling at me some more. Mm. And so finally they just cuffed me in the chair. And at this point, like, so many people are yelling at me. I don't know where my stuff is, and I'm just scared. And as soon as they go to do that, the original TSA lady who was going to give me the pat-down just kind of not really whispers, but quietly so nobody else can hear, says, well, I can tell you one thing, and then she rips my airline ticket in half. <gasps> wow. Oh. And oh that's aggressive. So, and what's the point in that? She she doesn't get to control whether or not um, you have a, a ticket to the airline. She controls whether or not you can get to the gate. But that's really, yeah. you know, like these people are overstepping their bounds. I, can they handcuff you without you being arrested? Apparently. I don't know, but they, yeah, they... Uh, at least four different people uh, were passing around my ID and, like, writing it down, doing yeah. background checks. While 
all the while, at least four, like two of the TSA agents, two of the cops, while I was sitting in that chair, at this point I'm shaking, I'm sobbing. I can't, like, wipe my face, so I just look like a mess. And everybody mm. who comes through security is staring at me while these people give me a good 30-minute lecture on terrorism. Yeah, really? It's just I, I could not handle every moment. I was just like, I do not care if these people are doing those things because it has nothing to do and with And they me. did all of this to you because you asked some questions, right? Like you refused yeah. and then you took off your shoes, you took off your belt, you took off, you know, you took off your jewelry. So you were complying with the procedure. Yeah. They, they just... And it- and all the while, because I was sitting in this area that was like the designated, you know, secondary screening area, nobody else had to go through second screening because I was taking it up. So not one person the entire hour I was there had to deal with either the body scanner or the pat down. I was the only person. And because, like, I had some questions about it, finally they just escorted me out of the airport. No questions regarding our yeah. procedures. None. I didn't know they and were it, doing random body scans. I thought they were starting to make it so everybody had to go through that. That hasn't been implemented at uh, at all airports, I guess, yet. Yeah, and it wasn't like the line was particularly long. There was maybe four or five people in front of me, three people behind me. That's it. And I was hmm. the only person out of that first group that was picked. And then, you know, as the hour dug on, more and more people started arriving. But I was the only one. Hmm. Wow. You know, I wonder what would happen if you just show up in a, in a Speedo. Um, I just I wonder what would happen because this is what they want to reduce you to. However, they'd likely take it as an affront. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah then you'd get a well, d- charge for you know being disorderly or something like that. Or yeah, well to that point, I wore my swimsuit under my clothes to the airport. Meg, did we lose you? Meg, Meg, hello. No, nope, I think uh, I think she dropped off. But maybe we'll get her back. Yeah. Let's, Back nine years ago, uh, I was doing a lot of traveling with my kids, and they they had the same last name as their father, and I had gone back to my maiden name, and um, he's Egyptian, so it's an Arabic name, and um, Aziza was, uh, I guess, 10 years old at the time, and she had one of those little training bra sort of things on, and, and had a little rose um, you know, thing, and had a little wire in it, so I guess it set off the... the uh, uh, the metal detector. The metal gizmo. detector, right? And um, and uh, she was. I was told that I had to remove her bra. She was ten years old, and at that point, I said, "Okay, I've had enough." And I started using my maiden name uh, with the kids. That's how they started using my name. Mm-hmm. And uh, we they were never pulled from a line again up until that point. From nine eleven for a year and a half, they were taken out of every. Right. For every security system. And the, the suggestion, if you listen to these, because uh, I have a friend who uh, is the same situation. He has a, a clear and obvious, uh, his, his first name's Ali, and his last name yep. is, yeah, yep. you know, very obvious. I had some business with this guy for over a course of six months. We had to, to take like six, eight plane rides, and this guy got secondary screening every time. Mm. Now, he was good about it because he knew it was coming. You know, he's just he was just prepared, and that's the way it was. But this guy, you know, American citizen, no big deal. He's not a threat. He he speaks as, as plainly as you or I, um, you know, no, no accent or anything like that. But A, uh, the, the, the government will claim that we do not profile, and B, the Republicans will say, we've got a profile. Young uh, Arab males are dangerous. Well, hey, they're, the government's lying and they're profiling, and it's really messing with people. And it's humiliating people as well, what they're doing to folks yep. here. Uh, here in, in Meg's case, it's really odd. She that shouldn't they have pick- been wearing her burqa. 
the uh, the entire process is the entire process is designed to humiliate somebody who opts out. We'll come back uh, talk more about it, and you can bring up what you want. Free talk live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and you will find that the features there are free. We've got news updates. You can be kept in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up for our updates, our Twitter, or Facebook, whatever one of those works best for you, or more than one if you'd like. All free over at news.freetalklive.com. Jurisdictionary.com is legal education that the public school system should have taught you. We all deal with the legal system every day through um, the ever-invasive government. Take them to court and do it without an attorney. You can do it with Jurisdictionary.com. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. You can get this course. I've purchased it for myself at Jurisdictionary.com. When you do purchase it, use the pull-down menu they have there and mention Free Talk Live. It uh, helps us out. That way they know uh, what, what advertising working is working and which isn't. It's Jurisdictionary.com. Uh, Meg is back on the line with us after a little bit of technical difficulty. She has been forced to leave the Fort Lauderdale airport tonight as she was daring to ask questions when they picked her out for a supposedly random, uh, one of the random body scans, Mark uh, very astutely ob- uh, observed that Meg is an attractive uh, young female and how strange. It's amazing. Would... I knew it the first time I saw her. That she was attractive. <laughs> <laughs> and how strange that they would happen to choose uh, Meg for this body scan. You chose to not be body scanned. And so then they all started shouting, opt out! Uh, all around the security area, pulled you yeah, in. Also in Spanish, since it's a very Spanish-speaking right area. So, uh, so then they pulled you by your arm into a different uh, to an- another area where they began doing the uh, the, the squeeze down, if you will, because apparently. Yeah, well, I- them before they started that just because i knew it was coming and i I, you know was not comfortable with it and so instantly i just said no i'm not comfortable with that i have questions first you know oh i see so that you never got to the point of them actually uh doing the pat down no no it was it, it wasn't that i was intending to like miss my flight if that happened i just you know, I didn't want to blindly go, okay, you know, feel me up. Well, how so, did you know they they were going to, you mentioned they were twisting uh, your breasts, or they were twist. you knew that they were, would twist, twist breasts. Had you heard that? Had you seen it happen? Um, I, I had read a few articles since these new um, procedures went into effect, I think like a week or two ago. And also, like I had seen videos and stuff like that, and like, before even this started, when, you know, before I was even into the ideas of liberty, after 9-11, I would get random screening, and they would do that. And so I just sort of knew it was coming, and I didn't want to do that again. I didn't want to, you know, allow them to touch me in ways that I'm not comfortable with. And they just 
you know, they they would rather prefer to think that I'm insane than I'm a person with a logical question. And so they just treated me like an insane person and wouldn't even listen to me. And then called in a dozen cops, seven TSA yep. agents, to escort you out of the airport after tearing up your ticket in front of you and doing all of this, um, you know, handcuffing you, putting you, uh, sit, sitting you down, handcuffing you. You're crying, making a mess of your uh, of yourself. People, you can't wipe your uh, your eyes, and uh, people are yeah. all around watching this as they're doing everything they can to bring attention to you, to make an example out of you, to show people in line, hey, you don't want to opt out, or else you'll have to go through this uh, as well. Yeah, and they wouldn't even let me touch my bags or put on my shoes or my jacket or anything until I was out because they had, like, all the 12 cops surrounding me with the seven TSA agents carrying my stuff around them, walking me out of the airport. Like, everybody was being very loud about it and on the radio saying what they were doing and stuff like that. So everybody in the airport was just watching me, like, just, you know, be toted out by this massive... I don't know. It was like an army of government agents taking and, and, me out of the airport. And yeah, to, the same thing happened to me when I uh, you know, was just just a little cantankerous with the uh, the people for a secondary screening. They they circled me up with like twelve law enforcement officers of different level TSA, local cops, and a dog. I mean, this this is what yeah. they do. It's mental conditioning and psychological torture. And they can do they're just they're just trying to to hold you out and say look look other people look if you so much as look at us crossways we are going to mm-hmm. make your life miserable well meg yeah. you know you and i have a very different person you know we have different personalities and i'm such a loud mouth they must just mm-hmm. not want to deal with me because i'm you know from the time that i step into the line i start saying don't you feel like this is germany <laughs> they're having us undress and they're having us put our things and i just go that route you know from the very beginning and they probably I'm surprised just want you haven't had more trouble they just want to get me <laughs> well i was and while we were sitting there for like the half hour when i was just on that chair crying i kept trying to ask them questions but i thought you know might touch them in ways that just the normal, you know, this is Nazi Germany type statements will do. And one of the questions I asked was, you know, how do you feel that sex crime victims feel about this procedure? Like, do you think this could have negative effects on them? And the cop, every answer he gave me was basically, you know, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about the greater good. Mm, type yeah. thing. And I don't see sure. how any good is gained by throwing people off to the side like that. Well, it, you know, it makes no sense. I don't see how there's any good uh, gained by an organization that misses 50, um, 50% or more of guns, knives, and bombs that it tests itself on. But this organization oh, yeah. has to appear relevant to itself at the very least. That way they can feel like they aren't useless cogs in a useless machine. To where, Meg, did they uh-huh. take you when you exited the airport? Or did they just take you right out to the uh, the drop off uh, zone? First, or? first, they took me to like the ticket counter for the airlines that I was going through because mm-hmm. at that point I had missed my flight and so I had you know no way home. And the airline uh, manager was actually very very kind and he was just like, "We'll get you home. Don't worry," because you know I was a mess at that point, just shaking and upset. And mm-hmm. He's like, "We'll get you home. Uh, if you want to find a different air." Port nearby that doesn't have the body scanners, or if you want to come back tomorrow and try again and hope you don't get the special screening, you know, whatever, whatever you need, we'll, we'll take care of it. And so he was very kind and accommodating. And he was saying all of this with the the police surrounding his uh, his kiosk or his table. Um, that was there was only uh, 
three or four TSA okay. and police at that point. I mean, some of them had left, and then once that was to, like, he printed me out a new ticket since I'd need the ticket to call in and exchange, and mm-hmm. obviously I didn't have the original anymore. Wow. And so after that was all done and, you know, I kind of calmed down a little bit, then the cops walked me out front to the departures, like, loading area and just told me to wait there and managed to get a hold of Pete, and he was kind enough to come and pick me back up. But, Amazing. but that's really the reality, was, though. Um, you, this person who uh, at this point is the is huge person of interest, tomorrow you can get your ticket again, go back, and the likelihood is that you will not be special screened. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's just random. It's just this stupid system. But yeah. I don't understand, though, Meg, why didn't you have righteous indignation? You know, like obviously you were crying and you and you felt victimized a bit and everything. I would have just been pissed. Well, at first I was, but then once it got to the point where there was, you know, 12 big guys with guns surrounding me and I had nothing more. I couldn't even move and they wouldn't mm-hmm. let me touch my stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, at one point I asked if I could get my camera and they just started screaming, don't touch your bag, you know. And yeah. Like, what? And As though you were some horrible. sort of, I mean, if you were a mad bomber, you could have just set off your bomb. Uh, tell you what, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Parents of America, beware. The nefarious brigands known as Yerkish are now offering a free download of their so-called music at yerkish.com slash FTL. That's Y-E-R-K-I-S-H dot com slash FTL. Be warned. Exposure to this addictive, mind-altering rock and roll has been shown to cause frustration, damnation, even sexual deviance. So fathers, lock up your daughters. Mothers, cover your son's ears and do whatever it takes to keep them away from yerkish.com slash FTL. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. Now, that is the SACL CAI toll free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. We've got stuff on our website, and it's all free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their websites. We give it away. In fact, you probably find more for free at freetalklive.com than you'll find behind the paywalls of a lot of those other shows. So go and enjoy. And enjoy the archives. There's a lot of them there. On the front page of the website, you get the last week's worth. And then if you click into the archive section, that will take you back all the way to late 2006. Those archives are brought to you by hostgator.freetalklive.com. That's a special link that we've created to get you a free month of hosting from Hostgator, which, by the way, is one of the world-renowned Internet hosts out there. Incredibly just spot-on when it comes to uptime, and the prices are absolutely fantastic. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates, as well as get your own domain names if you would like. You can use our link to get that first month completely free hostgator.freetalklive.com whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you joining you in the studio tonight it's ian michelle and mark all right so uh meg is off the line as she had pretty much told uh, the the entirety of her story and she's off to uh i guess spend another night down in miami unexpectedly after having been waylaid by the tsa 
surrounded by a dozen cops and seven TSA agents who did not like the fact that she dared to ask questions about their screening process. She felt a little bit uncomfortable with the idea that they would be, you know, squeezing her breasts, among other things. Twisting them. As is their new policy. And uh, she's not the only one who's pretty upset about this. In fact... Uh, George Donnelly, who is one of the activists at, at some point, I believe, will be making the move to New Hampshire. Uh, GeorgeDonnelly.com is his website, but he's got a handful of websites, and he just launched a new one. Uh, WeWon'tFly.com. Uh, we will not be treated like criminals. Uh, WeWon'tFly.com is where you can go to, I think they've got the, they've got the Facebook uh, page, which is brand new. There are 150 people, I think, just today that have already uh, clicked like on that. And I, I like the idea, and I don't – I try to avoid flying as much as possible. And I think a lot of people are. And this is the, the soft protest that's in, sort of in, included in this. There are certainly people out there that have decided, I'm not flying anymore. This is just ridiculous. And flights are down, as I understand it, somewhere close to 30% domestic. 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 Since when? Uh, since, since 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's – so that means that's business isn't – expanding it's contracting and you and, see all the the uh, airlines buying each other up and yep. and the well, numbers are very similar on uh on the you know foreign flights in um too i can um tell you that flying business in first class is a, is still a different experience uh when i went over to europe in april the kids and i flew over business class and and um, the line for people to go through the bodies, not the body scanners, but the pat downs and the everything was, um, you know, very similar to what I experienced here because I was flight coach here in the United States. Um, but they didn't even really check my passport, quite frankly. Because yeah. you were business class? Yeah, yeah, business class is a higher level of, of uh, yeah. it costs more. Um. So you've got this situation where people are being humiliated in front of others, Mm -hmm. and this is basically a process that is designed to dissuade people from going through the secondary screening process. Mm -hmm. As Meg was telling us, while she was sitting there handcuffed to the chair with them giving her what she described as a half an hour lecture about terrorism, (laughs) you're a bad citizen. We've got terrorists out there, and we need to be making sure that everybody's safe, and so you should just go along to get along and do whatever we say, little miss. Uh, she's sitting there this whole time. Nobody else was given the secondary screening. Now, because she was sitting in the secondary screening area, ostensibly. So, so yeah. it's obvious. I mean, what they're showing there is: look, the secondary screening is about training the sheep. It's not about screening people. Otherwise, they would be screening other people instead of having somebody occupied in the area where they could show off as, uh, you know, the essentially the, the, the modern day version of the stocks. Now, one of the things I think that we won't fly dot com is on to uh, there's there's sort of two messages on the We Won't Fly website. One of them is I am opting out completely of flying. I'm not going on. I'm going to drive wherever I need to go. I'm not going to fly. The other one is basically saying to jam the TSA checkpoints yep. until they change this. Because we've talked before on the air about what can be done. What is it that that uh, that those of us who love freedom 
can do about this uh, TSA security madness. Not much. And there it isn't. Is... Well, but when you're by yourself, there doesn't seem to be much you can do. You can opt out, which is what I will certainly do. I don't want to go through one of the screener things. Uh, I, I will opt out, and that'll result in a big scene being made by these TSA agents shouting "opt out" all over, all around the security area to make sure they bring the attention to you, as as though that's you know it, it, for for the intention of sure. you know scaring but you. But an and activist scaring others. doesn't care because they know what they're getting they're in for in the first place. Right. And so I, I definitely plan on opting out should I have to go through one of those machines in the future. And I certainly don't plan on flying anywhere unless I absolutely have to. That's kind of how I've been doing things. And so I think it's good to have WeWon'tFly.com around to encourage people to do this. Because what would they do if somebody were there with Meg? Like, what if Pete and Adam were also there from LibertyOnTour.com? They're down in Miami right now. They picked up Meg and they're all together, so that's cool. She's all right. But what if all three of them were flying and then all three of them opted out? Uh, would they have been able to screen another one of them while they were busy spending like the entire squadron of TSA agents to deal with Meg? Would they have been able to screen another opt-out? Would they have been able to handle another 10 opt-outs? And then would that mean that all of the opt-outs would end up missing their flight because they'd have to wait for them to finish the first person? Uh, don't forget that a lot of people have concerns about the level of radiation that comes out of these, these scanning machines. X-rays. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, but I don't, I don't need this. Your security, whatever it is, is is not that important to me it's about my health here mm-hmm. and uh you know that's that's what my main concern is well so you don't have uh you don't have to fly indeed right? i don't have to fly now um sadly though the airlines have to use tsa yes, at the do. airports so, so it appears. I, I, you know, I've. Uh, I, they don't I, get to opt out. No, it's hurting their business, the and they can't do anything about it. Seem to be able to get away with that without it. Mm. The the little ones for the rich people at little airports. You mean, right? Um, I think that it, do the, I, do the little charters fly out of the big airports. I imagine they do. I imagine they do, and I don't think that they have to. You're probably going yeah, you to go a to private your, your own hangar jet. Yeah, a private yeah. hangar for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the the more people that opt out of this, the better, and. And the more people that can opt out at one time, I think that's that's a good thing, too. Because if it's just you, then you're not going to gum up the, the works too much. But if it's you and five other people all at the same time, then you might. Some people are talking about actually holding protests at the airports. That could be perhaps effective at the very least to uh, encourage people to say no yeah rile people up encourage them to say no uh so so there are things that can be done but ultimately it's going to require a much larger level of non-compliance from people yeah this is a very effective system that the tsa has yes the way they are entrenched they are thoroughly entrenched and there's not much you can do but i think that i it seems to me if you've got the time to don't take the machine per I understand some people don't don't want this that they they don't want to get felt on and all that other stuff and I I could totally appreciate it. I personally do not have a problem with it. Feel yeah, it all you bother want. Me. I I don't want to get scanned by their machine because I don't want the health um, situation and I'd rather them take a you know another fifteen minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Please explain to me exactly what you're going to do before you go. Wait wait wait. Just explain to me what you're going to do before you do it. Do whatever it takes to gum up these bureaucrats' time. They're just going to be over there flirting with the hot TSA agent uh, because that's all you ever see them doing. These people chat their butts off mm-hmm. and uh, you just just make them work. Did you guys hear about the Korean, uh, the young Korean man who came over? Uh, he was probably in his mid-twenties, and he dressed up as an old man. Oh, yeah, yeah I saw stuff. that story. It was amazing. <laughs> he was flying out of Hong Kong. I'm sorry, into... maybe he wasn't Korean, but... 
No, yes. well, I, he might have been Korean. Asian. I don't know. Yeah, he was Asian. Uh, flying out of Hong Kong into Vancouver. And it was at the Vancouver airport that he was pulled aside. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he'd made it that far. Yeah. But what happened was, I guess, while he was on the plane, somebody noticed that he had young hands. Mm-hmm. So he was wearing this latex, this very expensive latex, latex mask, this kind of professional movie-level style uh, makeup, basically. Mm-hmm. But he had forgotten to do something with his hands. So there he is sitting with this wrinkly old face <laughs> and the, the hands of a 20-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, so somebody saw that, and uh, they pointed it out, and then they pulled him aside. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves, and now he's in an immigration detention center in Canada. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features there, and if you like the show, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of the purchase price. That simple. You've got to get your shopping done. Stuff you want, stuff you need. You can probably find it all at Amazon.freetalklive.com. How soon do you want to start teaching that child that's special to you about the ideas of liberty? I figured I couldn't start soon enough. An Island Called Liberty is a picture book for children, and I read it to my son Jack all the time. It's kind of like Ayn Rand meets Dr. Seuss. Its simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go now to freemarketunderdog.com. See some samples and order today. There's a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live with coupon code FTL. An island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. More about the TSA here in a moment. Let's go to your phone call so you can bring up whatever you want and talk to Dave calling from the People's Republic of Somewhere. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey, guys. I'm a little cynical tonight, but I'd like to tie in the Meg thing to uh, what you were talking about with calling the police on your neighbors earlier. Okay. I, I really don't have any sympathy for Meg. She knew she knows about the Titty Twister Security Agency, and she went into that knowing full well what was going to happen without any backup. So she got what was coming to her, right? Well, it's it's true, but she didn't know that she was going to get nabbed, right? So she knew, so she made a series of decisions which got her to where she she was, but she didn't know that those decisions that that, that was going to matter. You I, know? Don't, I don't think that means just because you know that there are, there's a criminal agency that is uh, you know th- that is monopolizing the airports of America doesn't mean you can't empathize or in your case you said sympathize uh, with the with the person who went through that harassment. I mean that's it's a horrible thing even if you know what's coming. Yeah, she's pretty smart. I figure she's smart enough to just drive. 
But uh, it's a it's Florida, uh, you know, and I agree with you. On I don't think this. she has a car either. Uh, I agree with you on this, but look, my wife goes back to Florida during the winter. She just hates the winter um, in New Hampshire, so she goes back for a couple of months. And if I want to see my wife, can you imagine me making a drive once a month for the two to three months that she's going to be gone, all the way down to Florida, and then driving all the way back when I can take a ticket on Southwest for about a hundred bucks, one way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but, you know, that's just a choice you have to make. Either you're going to get involved with the uh, government or you're not. Well, that's that's the reason that I told people that uh, it's probably just best if you get picked for secondary screening to just go ahead and and force them to uh, do the the you know the the feel up situation. That way, it gums up their system. It's the best I can do with that scenario. That doesn't I mean, mean that you shouldn't feel sorry for somebody that has to go through it, or that you can't. Uh, I mean, I can totally empathize with what uh, Meg was going through. That's a tough scene. I mean, to be surrounded by a bunch of violent men and women who, at any moment, could snap and do who knows what to you. I mean. That's that's a scary situation to be in, even if you know what to expect. Yeah, but you can avoid that. Okay, but how I, are you suggesting? How are you suggesting that she avoid that simply by not flying? Yeah, that doesn't yeah. stop them from pulling you over when you're driving down south either. You drive yeah, also you, to some extent. It plays into their hands. I mean, they're government bureaucrats. They want less work to do. The fewer people that come through their line, the better off they are. This is true. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's 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 a no win situation. It's very tough to uh, try well, to. You guys, you, you guys are going to really think what I say is terrible about the thing about the neighbors, though. Go ahead. But, uh, Michelle was talking about how she thought people were gutless if they called the police on their neighbors, and Ian said it was a horrible thing to do. Mark said the people who do that are just lazy. Actually, I said it's gutless if you don't take the initiative to confront someone who is, in your opinion you know, aggressing you or, or upsetting you or irritating you. To use right, force, yeah. it, it, I think, is gutless. So go on. Okay. What's your point? Well, uh, apparently about 3.30 or quarter to 4 a.m. on Saturday morning, a guy named Robert Neal in Pennsylvania called the police because he felt that his neighbors were harassing him. And okay. he pronounced dead on arrival at 5.18. Oh. The police got there a little bit before 4 o'clock in the morning, and he was very upset, so they tasered him. <gasps> then I guess the oh. county sheriff came out and found out he was very upset. They tasered him. Then I think the state police came out and tasered him. <laughs> then they took him to the hospital, and he died. And I got no, no sympathy for him. Because he was 61 years old, he should have known better than to call the police. People don't know that. I mean, how can you be so callous toward people? People don't know that. A lot of people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, uh, we've we've read a number of uh, stories here where some old grandma will call the police for some reason, then something awful will happen, like you're describing, and they'll say something to the effect of, well, I had no idea it was this bad. I, I had no idea. They've been so-called law-abiding for their whole lives, and they never had to get into any situation where they... The police have been involved in their lives, and then all of a sudden, they come crashing in, uh, you know, like a bull in a china shop, and then they dis- they discover the hard way that the police are actually a criminal gang that uh, that hurts people. Now there are some nice, decent cops out there, but uh, sometimes they they sometimes people just find these things out the hard way when they when people like that read the newspaper and they read about the police busting some drug dealer, or they you know they read the stories, the puff pieces about the police. They don't see the reality of what the police do and and 
who they hurt and, and how they operate. They just say to themselves, oh, they're busting those criminals. Well, that's good. And they don't really think too much about it. And then once it happens in their lives, it's, it's a real shocking event. And I can totally, uh, I can totally empathize with those people. That they're completely in the dark. For, you, you can be in the dark about the police for decades of your life. And that's exactly uh, what happens to folks. Dave, what do you do? Right. What is your business? What do you do? I'm in construction. Do you do you go get permits for what you build? If if I go to your house and you want me to build an addition and I have permission from you, who do I need to get a permit from? So you do, have- So did did you get did you take your contractor's licensing um, exams or anything like that? No. no. I've only got a couple licenses. Why do you ask, Michelle? I'm just wondering if he's consistent across the board that he doesn't he does not take advantage or or utilize any sort of of you know government sanctioned or or um. It sounds like he is in that case, but his consistency you know is not uh, not the same as even his lack of compassion. Right. For other even human if he's beings. consistent, uh, the the fact is that something occurred for you that um, you know showed you that the government was this agency of force, and that sometimes calling them can result in bad things for you. But it no, hasn't. Guys for a lot of years. Right, but everybody hasn't. I mean, Free Talk Live may be a popular podcast, but it's not a popular podcast that that's not so popular that everybody's listening to it. We're only on eighty two stations. Not possible. Most of happen. most of them are uh, you know only on on the weekends. The people just don't hear this information. They get told by the uh, the, the talking heads and major media that in fact the opposite of what we're saying is true. Yeah. Yeah. But come on, this this uh, Bart cop that killed that guy a couple years ago. He's, he'll be getting out of jail in June. Yeah, that, yeah. That made mainstream media. Yep. Both times when he, you know, when the videos were shown, were the, when no the, doubt about it. It's horrible, but people look at those stories and they say, "Oh, that's outrageous." And if then they, they say that. that. And they go on with their lives. I mean, they don't think too. They don't think too hard about it because they think to themselves, "Well, it's a good thing that I wasn't there, or I'm a law-abiding uh, person, and so this I, could never happen those, to me. Those would never happen to me." And they just go, you know, go on and watch Dancing with the Stars or whatever it is they were going to do. I, I thank you, Dave, for the call tonight. Uh, thank you for the for, for the call. I, I can understand where Dave is coming. I'm from. frustrated. I'm as frustrated as he is. I co- totally understand where he comes yeah, from. I wish people if weren't people cheap would too. act in, in in solidarity. We would have a much better government. But the fact is, people don't act that way. No, they want to do what is you know. You want to take the path of least resistance. Human beings are more inclined to do that sort of thing, and it's unfortunate that that's the case. But, but I can't that, blame anybody for it. That also leads though to um, ingenuity. You know, actually, I don't. I don't what, want to, take the, to take the path of least yes, resistance. Yes, absolutely. Okay, true. So, so I don't. I don't mind that in general. But I. But when it comes to the government, then right. that results in people bowing down vigilant. and kissing mm-hmm. boots. Mm-hmm. And now look where we are. I mean, we've got the TSA patting people down and, and grabbing on breasts and crotches, and mm-hmm. uh, you know what's next. Where, where do they go from here? If I go through, I'm going to put a sock in my pants. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to make it all kinky. Well, you do know where they go from here. The Viper teams are spreading out uh, outside of airports, hitting train stations and bus stations. And it, it probably won't be long before they start setting up more internal checkpoints in various different parts of the country mm-hmm. and start, you know, just stopping people on the road and searching their vehicles and patting them down on the road. I mean, it's not... 
it, it does, it's not a far throw from where we are today. Well, you know, they, they used essentially 9-11 in order to get uh, where we are with the, uh, the, with the planes. I mean, think about the Oklahoma City bombing. Mm-hmm. We need to check these trucks. Mm-hmm. More, well, they are checking trucks. They've got way stations and searches for, for trucks already. The, those poor professional drivers are completely molested uh, by the federal government. They're going to start checking everybody at some point. And they'll get away with it because you know, people will go along to get along. Unless they stop. They can stop anytime they want. You can, too. More coming up. Hour 3 is next. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and joining you in the studio, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. To the phones and the fun. Uh, we've been talking about the TSA, and I've got another uh, piece about that here in a moment. Let's go to David, listening in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. I was just going to say real quick, hi. Um, do you think there's any chance that um, people, could, like those security people, can somehow find out that, oh, this is one of those subversive free stater people that don't like government, so we have to check them out? I think that's pretty unlikely. I mean, the, the the TSA agents in Miami aren't going to know what a free stater is. There's about zero chance of, uh, I would say, that happening. Although some would suggest that they will at some point have files that they will access on people. They do have the no-fly lists, and they do check people's names against that list. So... Uh, there are, and there's another list too, isn't there? There's like the no-fly. There's fly a terrorist and, watch list and yeah, a no-fly list. list. Yeah. Then. So like the if you're on the watch list, it's you're just going a pain to get, in the butt to fly. Right. You're going to get a, a super secret screening uh, the, the, where they write the SSS on your ticket and then they do the secondary uh, search on you. So if you're on that watch list, you'll, you'll get a real eyeball from the TSA. Uh, but I don't think they give... I don't know if they put a you know, whole dossier on the person in there. I, I doubt that. 
I, uh, but I don't know. I'll tell They're you not this, organized Dave. enough for that. No, I, I, I think Michelle's right. I'll take you, I'll tell you this, David. Uh, I gave them trouble um, at one particular instance. I had a driver's license that was expired. It was a temporary driver's license from the state of New Hampshire, like two months, uh, you know, period of time. But it was a full-fledged picture and everything ID. And I thought, oh, I'll just keep this one with me and they'll leave my real driver's license in the car. And that'll be convenient because mm-hmm. it shows my picture, my name, my birthday and all that stuff. But it was expired. And that really bothered the bureaucrat at the, the desk. So he mm. gave me a super scre- secret screening thing and i and i just told the uh, the next bureaucrat that i had to deal with look just don't put your hands on me do whatever you have to do but don't touch me and that just brought down the the hounds of hell and i got uh, surrounded by coppers and all kinds of stuff they took my they took my driver's license from me took the information off of it and i'm sure they recorded it in some database or but have or you been super secret search since but then? i've never had a problem since then so there you go david your thoughts I was just going to say my last – I just usually use the, the word gutless or, or, you know, cowardly came up. And I just think 12 cops surrounding a girl that's, I don't know, 100 – it's very, you know, 120 pounds. I don't know how much she weighs. I don't want to overweigh her. But um, and making her cry and all that, I just think that is so cowardly and gutless. And, yep. Just wrong. Absolutely, David. Thank you for the call tonight. Thanks. I appreciate hearing from you at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. In fact, uh, the TSA story has hit the New York Times now, where uh, Joe Sharkey has uh, written a piece. Having been taught by nuns in grade school and later going through military boot camp, I've always disliked uniformed authorities shouting at me. So I was unhappy last week when some security screeners at O'Hare International Airport in Chicago started yelling, Opt out! We got an opt out! One bellowed about me in a tone that people in my desert neighborhood in Tucson usually reserve for declaring, Rattlesnake! (laughs) Other screeners took up the opt out shout, and I was marched from the metal detector lane to one of those nearby whole body imagers, ordered to take everything out of my pockets, remove my belt, and hold my possessions up high. Then I was required to stand still while I received a rough pat-down by a man whose resume, I suspected, included experience at state prison. (laughs) Hold up your pants, he ordered me. What did I do to deserve this? Well, as I approached the checkpoints, I had two choices. One was a familiar lane with a metal detector, so I put my bag on that. To my right was a separate lane dominated with what the TSA initially called whole-body imagers, but is now labeled advanced imaging technology <laughs> units. See, if we don't remind the people that we'll see them naked, then uh, we'll just change the name and that'll, that'll yeah. confuse them. Critics, of course, call them strip search machines. I don't like these things, and not just because of privacy concerns or because of what some critics have asserted are radiation safety issues with some of the machines that use X-ray technology. No, I don't like the fact that I have to remove every item from my pocket, including my wallet and things as trivial as a Kleenex. You then strike a pose inside with your hands submissively held above your head. It makes you wonder, how good is this machine if it can't figure out what a Kleenex is? I guess the idea is the Kleenex would cover up the other item or something like that. I have no idea. It's just so silly. You know, I'm wearing cloth and you can't fit, and I can't leave a piece of paper in my pocket, piece of soft paper. Like some desperado cornered by the sheriff in a Western movie while the see through clothes machine makes an image of your body. The TSA's position is that anyone can opt out of a body scan for reasons of privacy or whatever, but will then be subjected through a thorough physical pack-down and careful search of their belongings. In my case, I'd been routinely using a normal metal detector checkpoint when I was ordered to switch lanes and instead go to one of the new machines. 
Well, I said I would prefer not to, given that my carry-on bag, laptop, and shoes were already trundling along the regular machine's conveyor belt, completely out of sight. And that's when the shouting started. As of Monday afternoon, the agency had not bothered to right. respond. It's, they act like they almost want you to opt out. I mean, they're excited about the opt-outs at this point, too. And this guy doesn't even sound like he understood what opting out meant. He just wanted to follow his stuff. As Well, he, he, I think he knew he didn't want to go through that machine either. He didn't like necessarily um, – he doesn't like a few things about but it. But does that mean you understand what opt-out is just because you don't like the machine? I don't know. As of Monday afternoon, the agency hadn't bothered to respond to several requests for comment on this. Last week, the agency did tell me that there were 317 of the advanced imaging technology machines now in use at 65 airports around the country. About 500 should be online by the end of this year, says the agency, and another 500 are expected to be installed next year. Ultimately, the agency plans to have the new machines replace metal detectors at all of the roughly 2,000 airport uh, airport checkpoints. And many many uh, security experts uh, in, in the TSA and out of the TSA, uh, around, uh, countries around the world, don't want these things because they don't consider them to be of really any value. So one really has to ask themselves, why is it the TSA... Uh, so badly wants these multi-million dollar machines. Is it, a, is it kickback time? Dun, 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 dun. Somebody is raking kickback in... Time. Yeah, somebody is raking in the cash on this. I mean, these machines are not cheap. Whoever is the manufacturer is really... They're sitting pretty. So, meanwhile, both passengers and security screeners are making accommodations. And I acknowledge change is a challenge. But hey, security folks, could we please start communicating better about the procedures, preferably without shouting or insulting our intelligence? Well, the answer is probably going to be no, because they have an incentive to do what they're doing. They want to humiliate you. They want you they to... They don't want you to ask questions. No, there right. is no opportunity for questions. Start asking TSA agents questions and see whether or not they want to answer them. They have no obligation to answer your questions, which is why they haven't bothered to return several phone calls from this guy. They're not, they don't want to talk about it. Why should they? They've got their money, they've got their budget, and they're going to get another budget that's bigger next year. They've and, got your money. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have to, uh, to bother answering your questions. And now just shut up, citizen, and you go and do what we tell you to do. Otherwise, we're going to start shouting at you and then treating you like real dirt. So that way, other people that are watching will see how we treat you, and then they'll know to be good little citizens and yeah. do exactly as what it's told. about. People just want to get on their planes. They want it to go as quickly as possible. They know that, and so the, that's how they're going to treat you. Bruce Delahore, a marketing executive who flies frequently, said he was also recently going through a standard metal detector at Chicago's O'Hare. No body imager in sight when the old rules abruptly changed. Delahome said they had one of the TSA staff announcing loudly, Take everything out of your pockets. If you have a wallet, take it out. A handkerchief? Out. I asked the guy, can you explain the reason for the new process? He said there was nothing new. We have always done this. Mm. Well, no, they haven't, as you and I and Mr. Delahome all know. If you've been flying for the past decade, you know they have not been asking people to take everything out of their pockets. Things that are metal, yes. They have, you know, they want you to take metal off of yourself and your, your person. But mm. they've never asked me to take everything out of my pockets. Have they done that to you, Michelle? No. And, and um, 15, 15, 16 years ago, I could smoke on a plane and I carried a lighter. <laughs> well, they, um, they, they did, on our last trip, they did ask you to take everything out of your pockets. I don't take things that aren't metal out of my pockets because, well, it's a metal detector. It's You're not telling me they asked me that and I don't recall that? Uh, I, I, they, t- they, asked, they told me that. I don't know what they told you. Hmm. I have had to take off my watch and, and jewelry and everything else, my belt. 
All right, more coming up here at 800-259-9231. Your experiences with the TSA, certainly welcome. You can bring up anything you want as well. This is Free Talk Live. Coming up, we'll tell you about the Twinkie diet. Yeah, it's real. Nice. Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zempax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Give you the features there free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Tonight here in the studio, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And uh, join us again, freetalklive.com. Get interactive there. And Mark, tell me about the uh, internship program. They've got internship programs for writers interested in journalism, passionate about liberty. The IHS Journalism Internship Program places aspiring journalists in media. Participants work in real jobs and learn core reporting skills. Former interns have gone on to ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, The Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, and more. Placements available in print, broadcast, new media, and investigative journalism. These internships include a stipend, housing assistance, mentoring from experienced professionals. All majors are encouraged to apply. It's open to graduate students, recent graduates, and undergraduates. The website is libertarianinternships.com. It's libertarianinternships.com. You've got to sign up for more information once you get there in order to get the the whole scoop, libertarianinternships.com. So we're talking about the TSA and their new changes that they're instituting that will make things all the more difficult for people that love liberty. And uh, it sucks what they're, what they're doing to folks. And there's not much that we can do about it. There's a neat new website that's been created, wewontfly.com, and they've got some good ideas over there, specifically refusing to go through with these body scanners, just – Take the opt-out option. Go and get the pat down and rather than go through the body scanner. Gum up the works a little bit. I can imagine some people don't want their kids, their wives, uh, you know, whatever felt on. But, you know, personally for me, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. It's not like it's sexual or anything like that. It's just, a, it's just it's intrusive. Invasion. It's just obnoxious. But make it crazy. I mean, get a sock and stick it down your pants. Get some fake boobies going. With get a T-shirt that says "Feel me first, baby." <laughs> feel wonder, me, feel me. I, I don't know if the uh, I, I don't know how they would react to T-shirts. Embarrass I just wonder, them, humiliate them. There has Humiliation to be, is very can, effective. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, they know that they're trying to humiliate you. Right. So turn if you can turn the tables. Them. Yeah. yeah. That's and and idea. and you know, take your change out of your pocket, one coin at a time. God. Well, that that slows it up for the people behind you. Whereas the bummer, pa- the, yeah. then they ought to like get on board with it too. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that if you're waiting for a plane, you, you know, I don't care what what your philosophy is, you're not going to like that. If you're in the secondary screening area, then it won't slow those people down. It, it, if you're in the secondary screening area, right. and if you, once if you, you get go there. Yeah, if you go with the secondary screening, then the people that want to be obedient can still be obedient, and you won't get in their way. 
but nonetheless, there's it's so there's so precious little that we can do about this. We can talk about it. We can uh, express our frustration to others. We can opt out of the the body scanners. And there's talk about people doing protests. I think that the folks over at uh, WeWon'tFly.com are involved in putting those together. I don't know if there's one scheduled here in New Hampshire yet, but it seems like something that could uh, could easily happen should the folks out in the Manchester area want uh, to put that together. Uh, but a little bit more here from the New York Times where the article, uh, the author here, John Sharkey, or Joe Sharkey rather, is pointing out that he just recently went through this opt-out scene where they start shouting opt-out all around the security area just to bring attention to you, attempt to humiliate you uh, in front of the crowd of people as as a bad little citizen. And then there's another guy that he interviewed, a marketing executive who flies frequently, who said he was surprised recently when the old rules recently changed and the TSA starting to ask people to take everything out of their pockets, not just the metal, but every single thing you have. And he asked the TSA agent who was demanding this of him, can you, can you explain the reason for this? And he said, there was nothing new. We've always done it. Well, no, they haven't, according to uh, Delahorn and uh, the author and, and myself. I don't recall ever being asked to take everything out of my pants. Okay, I get it. This guy is reading from the card and not talking to me, said Delahorn. This is what he thought to himself. So Mr. Delahorn said, I did what they told me to, but on the other side of the metal detector, I said to another screener, could you explain to me why the procedure is now different at this airport, like having to remove a wallet that never set off the metal detector? And he said, no, no, the process has always been the same at every airport. Maybe if they just tell the same lie over and mm-hmm. over enough, people will start to believe it's true. It's oh, yes, of, they will. It's one mm-hmm. of the oldest axioms of propaganda. Mr. Delahorn said he was perfectly willing to comply with all procedures to ensure good security. He just wondered whether some of them were being made up on the spot. For me, he said, the issue is who's in charge here and what are the rules? See, most people are like him. They are more than willing to comply and be obedient. But even the most obedient and compliant folks are a little confused by this TSA. Even the the obedient uh, serfs are uh, a little baffled. And upset. It is baffling. I mean, because they do change their rules all the time. At one point, it was uh, you were allowed to have lighters but not matches, and then you were allowed to have matches and not lighters, and it's just confusing. My what, lighter made it one, through. At one point, yeah, right. My <laughs> like a bic lighter. Yeah, bic lighter. And, and one point, the you weren't allowed to have uh, nail files. Now you are. Uh, the idea that you can't that people believe you can't have water, but you can have water. You can have as much water as as you want that you can fit into three, three point, ounce bottles. Yeah, three point two ounce bottles that you put in a one quart uh, see-through Ziploc bag. So they're not keeping water out. They're keeping water in containers larger than 3.4 ounces or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly, but it's a little over three ounces. Let's go to your phone calls. GW is in West Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, GW. Hello. How you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, uh, I was just uh, listening uh, to y'all, and uh, Michelle was talking about how she uh, is how shall we say, a little loud. Uh, <laughs> I'm brazen. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, since they, uh, the uh, people there uh, doing these, uh, how shall we say, uh, open molestations uh, with everybody else uh, and you're going to opt out, why not uh, preempt them and be uh, opting out uh, uh, loudly before they can say it and just start talking to them as loudly as they seem to need to talk to you. I love that idea. 
Start asking your questions really loud. If they're going to shout oh. opt out, then uh, and you're going to ask them some tough questions, don't do it quietly. Ask them the questions loud enough to where everyone who's standing in line can hear you. Oh, the people getting their tickets in the other uh, uh, section of the building can hear you. And then if the TSA comes up to you and says, you, you don't need to be shouting like that, well, you don't need oh, to be shouting. I, I, I can hear you well. Uh, you know, do you have to shout at me? Yep. And, I agree uh, with that, although I do preface it by saying that you ought to have a, a safety in numbers. Have someone with you if you get tased or whatever, or they could be filming. I mean, definitely, I, I don't suggest doing oh, that yes, I figure if you're by yourself. I figure that you're going to start foaming at the mouth next and stuff like that. But uh, that's I how they treat you. Be be cooperative if you're going to do it, but just go ahead and start screaming and stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, when they start uh, yelling "opt out," you can start yelling "opt out." <laughs> no, no, out. no, no. You 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 first. You are opting out. Oh, you're you know? saying you're gonna ju- you're gonna jump in before they start yelling and start yes, yelling? Yes, yes. I don't know. I think it'd be more appropriate to let them start yelling and then you just from that point on yell everything that uh, that you say. Uh, Thanks, GW, for the call. I appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. You can bring up what you want. Yeah, anything that you can do to throw them off their game. If you can humiliate them, as Michelle was suggesting earlier, that's great. 1-800-259-9231. Their job to harass people should not be easy. Take control of the airwaves, and we'll let you know more as we if we learn more about these protests that are scheduled at the airports. It's free talk. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy our uh, cam there. We've got our webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and you can interact because our chat room is built into the very same page. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. That's cam.freetalklive.com. It is brought to you by Memory Dealers. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers and up to 99% off of list price. They also offer great prices and services on used networking equipment, such as Cisco routers and switches. It's MemoryDealers.com in stock, ready to ship via overnight delivery, MemoryDealers.com. Let's continue with your thoughts. Uh, David is in Montana. You're on Free Talk Live. David, what's on your mind tonight? How you doing? I, I was thinking about what I could do to throw them off. I was thinking about the night before the flight, you eat a whole bunch of beans and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> then when they start putting their hands all over you, you let one big one out, and you start <laughs> moaning like you're getting <laughs> off on the touch. Awesome. You know like, what? Uh, That's going to really work. <laughs> That's gonna, yeah, you it sit, may be uncomfortable you for really you. Really loud. Start moaning really loud. Every time they touch you, you know, oh. <laughs> your, your fellow passengers may not appreciate right. it a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just make a big old stink there, you know? Literally. I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea, It's Dave. funny. Uh, right. Anything else on your mind? 
No, that's Thanks it. For the I, call. I, I think it's. I looked at in line some of the pictures, man. It, it's porno. That's Pretty what much. It is. Pretty much. Yes, that's what it is. They're going to let all your little girl, your your wife, and everything. Well, it's not really sit. porno. Porno uh, connotates sexual sex acts happening typically. Well, but, uh, it, that, like back in the 50s, that would have been porno, them pictures they're showing. There, I see where you're they? coming from, Dave, and I thank yeah, you for the and, call tonight. I appreciate you. Got, you oh, got to sit there. Go ahead. Sorry. All right, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was just going to say, as a husband, you got to watch some somebody be grabbing your wife and stuff. You yeah. Know? I don't know if it's guys doing that to the girls. Do or your son or your daughter, them? right? Do they separate them? Does a man search a woman or does the only woman search woman? And uh, what, what does it matter? I mean, uh, the wait, woman what? could be a lesbian that's yeah. searching me and, and you know, yeah, absolutely. Right. Thanks, yeah, so. thanks, David. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. From We Won't Fly's Facebook page, wewontfly.com, brand new website, I think just launched uh, this week. Tonight, Ken Krawchuk and I did some pamphleting at Philadelphia Airport. Our purpose was to test the airport's response in preparation for November 24th, when they apparently are planning a larger-scale uh, event of some sort of a protest-slash-outreach. We passed out about 40 flyers, both outside and inside the airport, without incident. Because the airport was relatively quiet, most of the people we talked to were airline personnel. And then they do actually put their flyer, uh, they link to the flyer there, which is useful. So I hope I don't know if that's up on their main site yet, but I'm sure it will be shortly. And then folks all around the country will be able to download it and, uh, and hand those out. It's a rough draft of information that will be on a 4x9 Slim Jim that will be mass-produced. And uh, he's welcoming comments on the flyer because they're still in the draft phase. They learned a few things. Number one, Philadelphia already has a scanner at one terminal. Two, the response was overwhelmingly positive. One baggage checker used packing tape to affix our flyer to his counter. A pilot said that I went through one today. That's what it looks like? Others were also amazed at how detailed the scans are. This seems to be a key point for our outreach. People have heard about the scanners, but have no idea how invasive it is. This is the key to arousing public outrage. Number three, the reaction on the 24th may still be unpredictable, but no one approached me during about 35 minutes of pamphleting. I even gave a flyer to a TSA agent. No signs are posted about loitering, soliciting, etc. And by the way, when you are giving out... Uh, political information or information regarding something that's an issue. It's not soliciting. Uh, when you're soliciting, you're, you're trying, to, trying sell to sell something. something. Right? So uh, so if anybody, if any government bureaucrat comes up to you and says, oh, no soliciting here. Oh, I'm not soliciting. What yeah. is soliciting? Can you so, define what soliciting is? Can they define what soliciting is? Yeah. <laughs> Ask them questions. <laughs> soliciting means you're trying to sell something. That's right. the end of the story. Right. When they when they uh, arrest women for soliciting, it's because they're trying to sell their bodies. I'm optimistic about pamphleting on the 24th. Ken will be making a courtesy call to Philadelphia police to notify them of our intentions, and I expect no reaction from them except a thank you. Number four, we identified the airport Marriott Bar as the best start and end spot for the November 24th operation. Uh, it's a safe place to gather our team where we can be treated like customers instead of suspects. It's also perfect for some well-earned beers afterwards. Actually, the only place you can get uh, food or drink outside of the secure zone in, uh, in Philadelphia Airport. So uh, go t- uh, head on over to wewontfly.com and uh, click over on their Facebook page. Like that Facebook profile. Definitely something to be following. It's nice to see some activists taking the lead on this particular issue. And we'll certainly keep you in the loop as, uh, as we learn more. And thanks to uh, George Donnelly, James, uh, James Babb, and the rest of the guys over at WeWon'tFly.com. 
There's a, an article here by an American Airlines about an American Airlines uh, pilot revolt. Really? Uh, yes. Captain Dave Bates, president of the Allied Pilots Association, which represents 11,000 American Airlines pilots, has called out to his members to um, refuse backscatter screening and demand private pat-downs from TSA officers. Mm. Says there's absolutely no denying that the enhanced pat-down is a demeaning experience. In my view, it is unacceptable to submit to one public while wearing the uniform of a professional airline pilot. I recommend that all pilots insist that such screening is performed in an out-of-view area to protect their privacy and dignity. I think the screening should be done in an in-view area, personally. I think Mm -hmm. that... that this is a great idea, generally, to have the pilots. I mean, if, when you see a pilot go into the TSA line and he says, "I'm not going through that," that means something, yes. right? That's uh, the significant. pilot carries much more weight than uh, than your average uh, sheep. But if the pilot wants to go behind some closed doors for this for the screening, then that's not good because then the sheep won't see that happening. Mm-hmm. They might see the initial instance of him refusing, and then them taking him out somewhere and taking him elsewhere. Right. But it, it would mean it would be. More more uh, significant if the pilot were to stand there in front of everybody oh, sure. as, as the rest great, of us would. Sure. You know, what are you going to do? He makes a, a good point. He says um, that most of these pilots are military veterans who possess security clearances and they're not allowed to carry on board their pocket knives or bottles of shampoo, but they're allowed to fly enormous fuel-laden missile-like objects over mm-hmm. American cities. <laughs> And it's yep. my understanding they have uh, – some pilots are allowed to be armed. Um, you know, they're allowed to have w- guns, but they're not allowed to have a lighter. <laughs> you know, they can't have a bottle of water, but they can have a Glock. I don't know. I mean, what what do you do with this? I didn't know that about the guns. So he's calling for all pilots to follow suit in this. this is, yes. It's great. Yes. I hope that works out. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts are welcome. 800-259-9231. Let's change gears away from this TSA that's been dominating the conversation here tonight and talk about Twinkies. <laughs> now, I can't say I'm a real fan of uh, the Twinkie. I mean, yeah, I'm not a sponge yeah. cake guy. Michelle, Twinkies? No, I liked my cake with the whipped cream. Though. Yeah, the, you made homemade cake, yeah. and I don't. Shouldn't I brag about that on the air. It's it's rude. <laughs> Why is that? Well, everybody's so going to want to have the the cake now. They can have. They can go and get cake, uh, but, but not for Michelle. They, they can pay me, and I'll make them a cake with. Totally, really? Would you do that? Like George's oh, famous baklava? You'd make a cake and ship it somewhere? I'll do nearly anything for money. <laughs> but you only take silver, though. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Thank so, you for pointing that out. Yeah. So uh, maybe you should start that up. And uh, in fact, uh, is George's coming back on? I heard they were. Yes. Ah, that's great news. We'll be telling you more about uh, that here in a little bit then. Uh, all right. So CNN reporting Twinkies, Nutty Bars, Powdered Donuts. For 10 weeks, Mark Haub, a professor of human nutrition at Kansas State University, ate one of these sugary cakelets every three hours instead of a meal. Yuck. Mm. To add variety. God. Can you imagine? I just want to die. <laughs> no brain function. Where are his micronutrients? I, I, have, I, I, I don't know. I don't know where mine are either. <laughs> <laughs> to add variety, it wasn't just uh, Twinkies. To add variety to his steady stream of Hostess and Little Debbie snacks, he also munched on Doritos chips, sugary cereals, and Oreos. Ugh. Now, why would he go and do this to himself? This is dangerous, right? All this bad fatty, you know, this is a health risk. Yuck. What was he thinking? I mean, he's a guy, this guy is a nutrition professor. Surely he knows better than to be eating like this. We'll explain what his intentions were in a moment. 800-259-9231. Ten weeks all junk food diet. More coming up. Free Talk Live. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on our site for free. So enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And hey, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become a Free Talk Live amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. Now, you'll get perks like access to the AMP only call in lines, the AMP only, uh, the AMP only forum, as well as podcast. Uh, plus, We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show. Get on more radio stations around the country. Just got on in Nashua, New Hampshire, as a matter of fact, on Saturday nights. And so the Free Talk Live AMP program helps us spread the ideas of freedom to as many mainstream media outlets as we possibly can. And also spread it online uh, to our internet listeners and expand the audience there. So if you want to help out with that, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Plus some of the money actually goes to benefit the Liberty Radio Network, which helps uh, promulgate and to promote other liberty-oriented radio shows because free talk live just isn't right for everybody uh, but maybe ernie hancock uh, is so you can go to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up and help out the liberty radio community for, uh, so 800-259-9231 talking about the twinkie diet mark hobb the professor of human nutrition at kansas state university ate twinkies every single day and some uh, little debbie snacks uh, doritos chips sugary cereals oreos This was essentially his diet for 10 weeks of his life. His premise was that in weight loss, pure calorie counting is what matters most, not the nutritional value of the food. And he's a nutritionist, you said? He is a a human professor of human nutrition at Kansas State University. I'm going to ostracize him. And, And his premise held up. On his convenience store diet, he shed 27 pounds in two months. For a class project, Hobb limited himself to less than 1,800 calories per day. A man of Hobb's pre-dieting size usually consumes about 2,600 calories per day. So he followed a basic principle of weight loss. He consumed significantly fewer calories than he burned each day. His body mass index went from 28.8, considered overweight, to 24.9, which is normal, although the BMI is a messed up scale that has a lot of faults and, uh, and problems. Well, that was a body mass index or a body fat? Body mass body index. Mass. Okay. He now weighs 174 pounds, but you might expect other indicators of health would have suffered. Not so. Hobbs bad cholesterol, or LDL, dropped 20%, and his good cholesterol, or HDL, increased by 20%. Good Lord. He reduced the level of triglycerides, which are a form of fat, by 39%. Hobbs said, that's where the head scratching comes in. What does that mean? Does that mean that I'm healthier after 10 weeks of eating nothing but junk food? It can't. Or does it mean how we define health from a biology standpoint that we're missing something? Mm. Des- I like that better. Despite his temporary success, Hobb does not recommend replicating his snack-centric diet. He says, I'm not geared to say this is a good thing to do. He said, I'm stuck in the middle. I guess that's the frustrating part. I can't give a concrete answer. There's just not enough information to do that. 
Two-thirds of his total intake came from junk food. He also took a multivitamin pill and drank a protein shake daily. And he ate vegetables, typically a can of green beans to three to four celery stalks. Families who live in food... Uh, who live in food deserts? Who live in food... D-E-S-E-R-T-S. That's... That's... Des- deserts, right? Yeah, food desserts deserts. has two S's because right. you want two of them. Have limited access to fresh fruits and vegetables, so they often rely on the kind of food that Halb was eating. He said these foods are consumed by lots of people. It may be an issue of portion size and moderation rather than total removal. I just think it's unrealistic to expect people to totally drop these foods for vegetables and fruits. It may be healthy, but not realistic. He was taking a multivitamin, too, he was taking a multivitamin. Yeah, that's I mean, true. I, I'm not to. I would think that you'd still be better off taking your getting your vitamins through fresh fruits and vegetables, though. Hobbs' body fat dropped from 33.4 to 24.9 percent. This posed the question: What matters more for weight loss, the quantity or quality of the calories? His success is probably a result of caloric reduction, according to a dietitian in Atlanta, Jackson Blattner, who said that it's a great reminder for weight loss that calories count. And it's the uh, is that the bottom line to being healthy? Well, that's another story. A spokesperson for the American Dietic Association said she's not surprised to hear Hobbs' health markers improved even when he loaded up on processed snack, uh, snack cakes. Being overweight is a central problem that leads to complications like high blood pressure, diabetes, and high cholesterol, she said. So when you lose weight, regardless of how you're doing it, even if it's with packaged foods, generally you will see these markers improve when weight loss has improved, she said. Before jumping on the ding-dong bandwagon, Blattner warned of health concerns. There are things we can't measure, said Blattner, questioning how the lack of fruits and vegetables could affect long-term health. How much does that affect the risk for cancer? We can't measure how diet changes uh, affect our health. Hobb, on August 25th, started his cake diet focusing on portion control. He said, I'm eating to the point of need and pushing the plate or the wrapper away. The wrapper. <laughs> you know, the, uh, I, I read about a study where they uh, restricted the caloric uh, intake of, uh, of rats and got them to live much longer. Is that right? And uh, this is, uh, the speculation is, is that this is true, that you can live life as, say, 1,600 calories as opposed to 2,000 calories is what, what they recommend. But, you know, one, one just at some, food is a great aspect of life. I mean, it's, it's you should just enjoy good it. stuff. Because you're going to get hit by a bus tomorrow, right? <laughs> well, I suppose you could. And if you're going to get hit, at least give them a nice big dent, right? Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I don't, I think that I think obviously in moderation, but I just wonder. Some people take it way too far. It the, seems cel- to me. the celery was key. Celery, celery is very yes. Yeah, celery key? is very uh, has a lot way? of enzymes and it's it really cleansing to your body. Actually, huh. it's it's um, a central part of a of a, a diet that's used to cure people from cancer. Actually. I, I had not heard that. I just, you know, I, I thought it was basically just uh, water, crunchy water. I'm, I'm a nutrition nut, actually. And I do eat, you know, everything. But That was a nutritious I, chocolate cake that we had. <laughs> <laughs> Made with all organic products. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. But um, the, what sugar does to your body that people, that's much worse than, than the, your size, is it depletes your immune system. That's what I was going to, that, oh, yeah. I've heard this this speculation. It's very and, bad on your you know, system. I it's it's hard to know. There's so much nutritional information out there. What do you do? What do you don't? And then what about my cookies? I, I like to have them when I have them. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's it's I it, say enjoy your darn cookies. 
Well, you're 29, yeah. and uh, you have not yet experienced what it's like to be a big old fatso. I didn't and see you say no to that cake tonight. No, I'm not going to. Don't you be <laughs> preaching to me. And yeah. you're taking some I home. I didn't have a second piece like you did, though. I didn't have a second piece. I thought you were going no, to. No, I went back to get more whipped cream. No, I <laughs> home, Homemade whipped cream. Couldn't say no to that. Uh, Mark, Ian, and Michelle having whipped cream. Cream so, talk live. Uh, so, so the he intended only to go for a month uh, as a teaching tool for his class. As he lost weight, Hob continued the diet until he reached a normal body mass index. Before his Twinkie diet, God, he tried. I would just want to <laughs> die from this diet. I mean, it's just so awful. I like some sweets, but man, yeah, eating yeah. that all day. No, would no be... other choices. Uh, you're not going to just imagine the uh, broccoli cravings. Before his Twinkie diet, he tried to eat a healthy diet that included whole grains, dietary fiber, berries and bananas, vegetables, and occasional treats like pizza. Hobbs said, there seems to be a disconnect between eating healthy and being healthy. It may not be the same. I was eating healthier, but I wasn't healthy because I was eating too much. He maintained the same level of moderate physical activity as before going on the diet. Uh, and Hobb does not have any ties to the snack cake companies, by the way. To avoid setting the bad example for his kids, Hobb ate vegetables in front of his family. <laughs> Away from the dinner table, he usually unwrapped his meals. That would have been a little strange. Mm. Why is Daddy just eating celery tonight? <laughs> Doesn't seem like a full meal. He yeah, lost some weight, so you can always just say it's a diet. Now, when he was eating that diet of the grains and fruit, does he make any mention of protein? Because I... I Recall that he had a protein shake. He did have that the, during the, the Twinkie diet, yeah. Right, but he doesn't appear to have any protein in the quote, I don't unquote, think he healthy got, diet. Yeah, I don't think he really got into detail about his okay. healthy diet in, in mm-hmm. advance. Uh, once he started adding, to curb calories, he avoided meat, whole grains, and fruits. Once he started adding meat into the diet four weeks ago, his cholesterol level increased. Hob uh, plans at, to add about 300 calories to his daily intake now that he's done with the diet. But he's not ditching snack cakes altogether. Despite his weight loss, Hobb feels ambivalent, saying, "I wish I could say the outcomes are unhealthy. I wish I could say it's health. I wish I could say it's healthy. I'm not confident enough in doing that, and that frustrates a lot of people." One side said, "One side says it's irresponsible, that it's unhealthy, but the data doesn't say that." Yeah, I can imagine that a lot of people are very upset with this. You know, if you ate, I, I, that's what I expected to hear. I expected to hear the man was wasted, uh, wan, uh, his eyes were sunken into yeah. his head. You know, it's like some kind of terrible thing happened to him. Yep. He lost weight and he's healthier than he's ever been yeah, before. His cholesterol after levels got better. Twinkies and ding dongs every three hours. Yep. <laughs> God, I mean, I just, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so dubious of this. I would never try this. This just sounds like an awful diet. It's amazing. It's an amazing story. Yeah, it's, it, it is truly an amazing story, and it's good for that. It's a good story. I wonder if Hostess will be calling on him now, make him the new Jared, you know, like the Subway, the Subway guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do suggest that people eat dark chocolate every day, though. Why is that? It's, it has a lot of um, amino acids and antibodies. They say that beers are good for you, too, yeah. every single day. Awesome. One or two. <laughs> All right. We'll see you tomorrow night. Red wine's better. Thanks, Michelle, for coming in tonight. Yeah, thank you. Good night. And we'll see you tomorrow online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Welcome to Living Healthy Naturally. With information and advice on how to improve your health and wellness with natural remedies and nutritional healing, here's renowned naturopathic doctor and certified nutritionist, Dr. Lindsay Duncan. Just like you, I don't want to look older than I am. One of the primary causes of premature aging is that people are not getting enough lubrication for their skin. When your skin isn't getting proper lubrication, it shows signs of aging. Fine lines and wrinkles get more pronounced and you begin to show signs of damage. 
One of the best ways to lubricate your skin is to start with your intestinal tract. Omega fatty acids are vital for the proper functioning of every cell in your body, and that lubricates your skin. The acai berry from Brazil is a fantastic source of omega fatty acids. Genesis Today has created a great tasting juice that contains plenty of acai berries that will ensure you get the proper amounts of omega fatty acids in your diet. Acai berry juice tastes fantastic and it's packed with excellent nutrients like omega fatty acids and the antioxidant vitamin C that will help keep you looking youthful and vibrant. Drink a glass of acai berry juice any time of the day and keep your skin looking young and healthy. To learn more about living healthy, naturally, and acai berry juice, please visit genesistoday.com. Acai berry juice is available in the refrigerated section next to the OJ at all Walmart, Sam's Club, and Super Target locations.